I'm Ray, and this is The Kitchen, a culinary podcast. Today, we're talking about egg substitutes for baking. So as you know, first things first, what have I been making? So the last couple things I've made since last podcast were for the 4th of July gathering that I went to. So first, I made my grandma's dill dip, which my favorite veggie dip, and I put the recipe on my YouTube channel the Saturday before this podcast goes live, so you can head over to my YouTube channel if you'd like and see how I make it. I will link my YouTube channel down below in the show notes. And then I also made taco salad. Now, taco salad you can make by just adding more lettuce and leaving out the tortilla, but this taco salad is another family recipe that my mom made growing up, usually like once a year. It was a special summer taco salad and it has this delicious dressing. The dressing is what makes it. Um, and that is delicious. And that will be coming on the YouTube channel the Saturday after this video goes up, as long as my mom is okay with me sharing it with the world. So, uh, yeah, we'll see the verdict on that. And then I've been making my own cold brew coffee and vanilla sweet cream to take with me to work. And so I really enjoy Starbucks vanilla sweet cream cold brew coffee, but I don't want to be paying $4.50 like every day maybe for it. Like I wouldn't even do that maybe once a week, but I've been making it at home just using my French press to make the cold brew coffee using Starbucks Pike Place Roast. Coarsely ground, one cup of grounds, three, three cups of water. Let it marinate in my French press overnight for at least 12 hours, but to me that's a little too weak. So I've been playing around with 16 to 20 hours, which I've seen some recipes for cold brew say. And then the vanilla sweet cream is actually really simple. It's just 2% milk, I'm sure you could use whole milk, heavy cream, and vanilla coffee syrup. So there are vanilla coffee syrups that are just simple ingredients with no added chemicals to them. So it's really not super bad for you for <laughs> like a coffee creamer, but I digress. Now, getting into today's episode topic, I need to shout out one of my YouTube subscribers she asked me to, I believe it's a she, you know who you are, uh, asked me to cover this topic, so you know who you are, shout out to you. Uh, but yeah, getting into egg substitutes for baking. So first things first, I want to give just a little background into the purpose of eggs in baking. So I want to give credit to the websites that I used for all of my information gathering today. So we have medinabaking.com, Pastry Chef Online, Bigger Boulder Baker. I got to Bigger Boulder Baker through Pastry Chef Online, um, pioneerwoman.com, foodnetwork.com, and tasteofhome.com. I did take one thing from purewow.com. So from my research, I found about five purposes for eggs in baking. The first one I actually discovered when I was doing research for the difference between baking powder and baking soda, and it's that the egg kind of creates a scaffolding 
for the batter to climb on as it bakes. So it helps with the structure. The egg acts as a binding agent for your batter and ultimately the finished product holding it all together. Eggs aid in browning of dishes. One of the websites mentioned, mentioned Maillard reactions. So the dish or the food browns as the protein heats. So think of if you make a fried egg, the white will eventually start to brown or if you brown ground meat in a skillet or if you sear a steak on a skillet, the meat will get a brown on the outside. And so just like with the meat, the egg can create a browning on top of your bread or your cake, etc. The fourth factor that eggs contribute to is flavor. The yolk of the egg contains the fat and fat equals flavor. So the fat of the egg contributes to the flavor of whatever you're making. And the fifth and final factor that I'm gonna mention is adding moisture. So we all like moist cakes, moist brownies, one tip that I've heard of is for when you're making a boxed brownie mix or a boxed cake mix, they usually tell you how many eggs to add. I've heard to add an extra egg. And for brownies, it just creates a little bit more of a fudgy texture. And for cakes, it brings a little bit of a richer texture. And again, with both of those, it adds a little bit more moisture to the final product. All right, so finally, answers to why you clicked on this video. So I found about 20 egg substitutes and these are going to be assuming the substitute for one whole egg. A handful of these you have probably already heard of, but probably majority of the list that I found, I hadn't heard of, so buckle up. So first is ground flaxseed. If you've watched any of my videos on YouTube, there have been a handful where I use ground flaxseed as an egg substitute. And how it works is you take one tablespoon of ground flaxseed and mix it with three tablespoons of water, give it a little mixy mix, and let it set for five minutes. And throughout those five minutes, combination starts to congeal a little bit. So that gives you your binding. It gives you the impression that it's gonna act as the binding agent. So one tablespoon of ground flaxseed with three tablespoons of water, half of a mashed banana. They said a medium, so half of a medium banana mashed equivalent to one egg. So with the banana, we just wanna be careful with the flavor. Banana is a pretty potent flavor and I think if you think about it, there are certain things you're going to be baking that you probably don't want to have any tone of banana in them. So just keep that in mind. Then our third egg substitute is one quarter cup of applesauce. Now applesauce is very low in fat and it lacks structure. So if you use applesauce, it will work. It may not be your best substitute. Because it's lower in fat, you're missing some flavor that would contribute to the flavor of your final product but also your baked goods might be a little flatter than if you were to use an egg. Next up, we have one quarter cup of silken tofu blended. So tofu usually comes in a block, so you would want to blend up or puree 
a quarter cup of that so that it's smooth and you can work it into a batter. Next, we have one quarter cup of buttermilk. Then we have one quarter cup of sweetened condensed milk. Now, sweetened condensed milk is sweetened. So if you're making a sweeter baked good, just keep that in mind that the sweetened condensed milk is going to be adding to the sweetness along with any sugar or sweetener that you're already adding to your recipe. So sweetened condensed milk might not be the best option if you're trying to make a savory or unsweet bread or similar. Our seventh egg substitute is one quarter cup of yogurt. They didn't specify whether it was plain yogurt or Greek yogurt. I think either one would do. Now this one, I never heard of. I can't remember hearing of it. It sounds familiar, but it's kind of a fun thing to say. If I'm saying it correctly, it's aquafaba. It's spelled aqua plus F-A-B-A. -A. And this is the liquid that's left over from your canned beans or the water that you reconstituted dried beans in. So the common example was chickpeas. So the liquid that's left in your can of chickpeas or the water that is left after reconstituting your chickpeas. And so the equivalent to one egg would be three tablespoons of this aquafaba, liquid left over from our beans. Then we have a quarter cup of mashed avocado. So I know some people, you either love or hate avocado, but avocado on its own has a pretty mild, harder to detect flavor. A lot of people just don't care for the texture. So I think avocado would be a pretty nice neutral substitute for eggs. And again, that's a quarter cup of mashed avocado, not guacamole, avocado. Then this is one that I came across when I was researching the difference between baking powder and baking soda. And it is one tablespoon of vinegar plus one teaspoon of baking soda. They said you could use either white distilled vinegar or cider vinegar. Vinegar has a pretty strong flavor, so I would be hesitant to use this in my sweet baked goods. And so, I don't know. I feel like maybe the flavor would kind of bake off when you're baking it. I don't know, have you ever used this combination? Let me know. This one also I think I remember from my baking soda versus baking powder research is one and a half tablespoons of vegetable oil plus one teaspoon of baking powder plus one and a half tablespoons of water. Now I normally just have light olive oil for baking so I would assume light olive oil would be okay canola oil should be okay. Whatever oil I think that you would normally use for baking would be all right. All right, onto our 12th egg substitute, and that is three tablespoons of nut butter. Again, consider the flavor of the nut butter in combination of what you're trying to make. So if you used peanut butter in your chocolate chip cookies, you might get a little hint of chocolate peanut butter in your cookie. Um, but if you're using like almond butter, that might be a more neutral flavor that you could add to most baked goods. Next, we have one quarter cup of carbonated water. So sparkling water, club soda, beer. I don't know if any of you have ever made beer bread, which is just self-rising flour, 
plus a bottle of beer, and it gives you a little loaf of bread. I've made it before. If you like the flavor of beer and you like bread, give it a try. I'll, uh, I'll see about linking a recipe to that down below for you guys. This next one I definitely had not heard of, and it's one tablespoon of soy protein powder with three tablespoons of water. I don't know if it has to be soy protein powder. Maybe you can use whey protein powder, but they said soy. So if you try it out with whey protein powder or like a pea protein powder, let me know. Number 15 is similar to our flax egg, our ground flaxseed plus water, and it's a chia seed egg. And so this is one tablespoon of chia seeds plus one third cup of water. And now this will take longer than your flax egg. So my ground flaxseed package has the recipe for one flax egg. And it says to wait for five minutes before using the combination of ground flaxseed and water. The pioneer woman said to wait 10 minutes. So if you have 10 minutes, use 10 minutes. I think it might congeal a little more, but for the chia seed egg, the pioneer woman said to combine your one tablespoon of chia seeds and one third cup of water and let that sit for 15 minutes. So maybe 10 minutes is enough if we're comparing to what she said for the flax egg, but I don't know, try it out. Maybe I'll try it out and report back. Let me know, is 10 minutes okay? Or should you really do the 15 minutes? Next up we have one egg being equal to three tablespoons of water plus two tablespoons of arrowroot powder. I don't have arrowroot powder in my kitchen. I don't know how many people normally do have arrowroot powder in their kitchen, but it's an option. Four left. This one is one quarter cup of pumpkin puree. So not pumpkin pie filling, just pumpkin puree. You can find this canned next to the pumpkin pie filling but the only ingredient is the pumpkin itself. Number 18 is gelatin, and you might have this in your house if you make homemade jelly, homemade jello, homemade marshmallows. I'm not exactly sure what else people use gelatin for, but if you have gelatin in your house, you can use it as an egg substitute by combining one tablespoon of gelatin with three tablespoons of cold water. This next one I'm not familiar with at all, and I'm not exactly sure the proper way to say it. It's either agar agar or agar agar. So whatever that is, you combine one tablespoon of agar agar with one tablespoon of water. And lastly, number 20 is soy lecithin. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm sure if you read the ingredients on dairy is coming to mind, but I'm sure they use it in other things soy lecithin. There was a picture, it looks like, like a coarse powder. The picture I saw of it. Now, two websites mentioned it. The Food Network mentioned it as a substitute for just egg yolk, while purewow.com mentioned that it can be used as an egg substitute by just adding one tablespoon of the soy lecithin to your recipe. No added liquids. So I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't think most people have that soy lecithin in their kitchen. Some people might, it might be something that some people get from the health food store. If you're making homemade goods that most people buy in the grocery store. 
Let me know if you keep Soylectin in your house and what you use it for. So in my opinion, number 10 and number 11, which are the combination of vinegar and baking soda or oil, baking powder, and water, I think those two combinations for an egg substitute are probably the most useful as most people generally have those ingredients in their kitchen, while the other ones might not be permanent staples of your kitchen. I found this interesting, but it kind of makes sense. Taste of Home's website suggested that you substitute no more than two eggs into a recipe because substituting more than two eggs will ultimately alter the flavor and the texture of what you're making. So just keep that in mind. And then multiple of my sources covered how certain egg substitutes are better for making certain dishes. So certain egg substitutes are better for cakes, some are better for cookies, some are better for breads. Like for example, I don't want mashed banana in my brownies. So I would probably use a flax egg or something that has a more neutral flavor to it. I'll have all of my sources linked down below so you guys can go check them out and see what they say is best for which dish or baked good that you're making. And are there any egg substitutes that you have used or that you know of or have heard of that I did not mention today? If you're listening on Podbean or if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave me a comment and let me know. For everyone else, I will link my social medias down below and you can DM me, let me know. I hope this list helped. Sometimes you just wanna make something and you're like, oh no, I don't have any eggs. So what I would do is like take a post-it and write down two or three substitutes for an egg and stick it on the inside of my cupboard door. And then whenever that time comes where you're out of eggs and you need an egg substitute, you can just open your cupboard door and there your list is. If there's anyone that you think this information would be useful to, go ahead and share it with them, whether it be the podcast or the YouTube video. It just takes a second and it could be really handy for someone to know. If you're listening to this on podcast, I'd be grateful if you would rate and review the show either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. Let me know what you would like to hear from me. And last but definitely not least, Jesus loves you and no one is too far gone. No one is past the point of God's forgiveness. God's grace is sufficient for everyone. God doesn't work on human emotions. He's never done with you. Like he wants you to come to him. And if you stray, he wants you to come back to him because he loves you and he wants that relationship with you. So I will leave a passage of scripture down below in the show notes for you guys with a link to where I got it from in the Bible. Feel free to go check it out. And thank you all for watching.